1: is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
2: All right, here we go. Alongside Randy Scott, I'm Joe Fortenball. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Thank you for spending some of your time with us today. It is greatly appreciated. Happy holidays. Hope everyone's having a good time. We got a lot of action. A lot of action over the next few days. We got bowl games tonight, bowl games tomorrow. We got a massive boxing card in Saudi Arabia tomorrow. We've got NFL tomorrow, NFL Sunday, bowl games everywhere, then Christmas. I don't know how I'm going to wedge in. It's almost like Christmas is going to be like eighth on the list.
3: Is Christmas when you start really getting into the NBA? Like for me, it is.
2: It was in a previous life. Uh, It is no longer anymore. Now NBA, it's like right from the jump, I'm I'm on top of
3: it. Because there's value early in the season, as with most you know, most yeah, seasons, bit. most sports, like you know gotta see has on, yeah. yeah, yeah, but i and that's why we you know we had this conversation yesterday about uh about Joel Embiid and his, you know, MVP candidacy and, you know, if we go back-to-back back and whatever, and it's great. What he's doing is tremendous, but it's only December.
2: It's 55 it, you know, games. It's only People December. People are like, oh, is yeah. it a good bet at 2-1? to one? No, it is not a good bet at 2-1. to one. There's 55 games to go. Yeah. It's a good conversation. Yeah. It's not a good bet. And
3: I, and, and I just feel like national audience, that's really Christmas Day is where the NBA takes hold in my
2: brain. Do you think the NBA is a little bit? perturbed at the fact that the NFL's just stomping all over Christmas day these days. Yeah. <laughs> the NFL yeah. has just moved in and set up shop. Hey by the way, Super Bowl preview Niners Ravens. Yeah. This is
3: ours now. <laughs> we live here now. Oh, do you I'm watch the Captain now? Do you watch Fargo? At all? I do Netflix. not know. This season of Fargo is amazing. I don't know If you ever watched the Billy Bob Thornton season or the Ewan McGregor season, the Ted Danson season, there are all these different seasons where Ted they get Dance. these. They get these amazing. That was one of the best ones. They huh. get these amazing casts. This one is fantastic. It's Keeley from Ted Lasso, uh, and a couple of the people where you're like, oh yeah, I recognize him. Um, Winston from uh, New Girl uh, is in there. This season is tremendous. And there's a character that just walks into a house. That he's one of the villains, and he's like, I live here now, and the people are like. Okay, gone. Yeah, agreed.
2: Gone. And that's what the NFL is. We'll pick up the closing costs. Don't worry about any of that. (laughs) NBA on Christmas Day. Bucks at Knicks. Coverage starting at 1130 a.m. Eastern, immediately followed by Warriors at Nuggets on ESPN Radio. And remember, on Christmas night, we have the Ravens and the 49ers. ESPN, ABC, 815 p.m. Eastern. Big showdown this weekend between the Cowboys and the Dolphins. We talked earlier about what the world looks like Monday if the Dallas Cowboys lose this game. I think the seat starts to get very hot for Mike McCarthy. Very hot because Jerry Jones is watching the Eagles vomit all over themselves and his (laughs) Cowboys aren't able to take advantage of it. That's assuming they lose. What happens if they win and Miami loses? All season long, Miami's been a fun story. Quirky coach. Everyone kind of likes Mike McDaniel. I wasn't a McDaniel guy when he, when he took over. He's proven me wrong. I think he's fantastic. Not just entertaining, but I think he's a fantastic head coach. Yep. I think he's a fantastic leader. I like the fact that Tua's career is taking off. I like everything that's going. Cool. When you watch them play, they are a fun watch, which is what this is all about, entertainment value. But the knock this year for a team that's ascending is that they don't win the big games. This is a big game. It is a very big game because Buffalo is now breathing down their neck. If mm-hmm. Buffalo was continuing to stumble all over itself, Miami to the division and they don't have to worry about any of this. But they got to worry because yeah. if they lose one of the next two, this one or the Baltimore game next week in Baltimore, and Buffalo wins both of the next two, which are cakewalk layups, Chargers Patriots, Chargers and Patriots, that game suddenly for the division. Yeah, what does the world look like Monday morning if Miami loses this game? You are terrified.
3: You, mm. if, you're, if you're a Miami Doll fan, you are terrified now. The reason the conversation's going to be different it's going to be a micro version of what the Cowboys conversation could be, although I push back a little bit on Mike McCarthy being on a on a hot seat it's just because of the fan base it's just because the fan, the Dallas Cowboys are a national story Miami is a local story miami's local news the Cowboys are national news, so yes, there's going to be a level of concern and there damn well should be because not only are you in danger see for about i don't know seven games so far the the cowboys have not had a viable reason to get upset about losing the division. It has been the Eagles way out in front, Cowboys cruising along playing good football, but they haven't been able to catch Philadelphia.
2: Almost setting the expectation that they would not be winning the division.
3: Correct. And gotcha. Miami is the one getting caught from behind. Yeah. And if they lose against the Cowboys, it's it. Week 18 is a massive game for them. Week 18 is massive because, yeah, Miami right now up two with three to go, but their three are Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo. For Buffalo, it's... Los Angeles, New England, and Miami. You'd rather be Buffalo. Just blind taste test that. Blind resume, you'd rather be the second team. So if Miami loses to Dallas, it really doesn't matter how they do it. If they lose, the sky is falling in South Florida.
2: Woo! Yeah,
3: absolutely. see, it's interesting.
2: I was a little bit more dramatic on the Dallas side, and you're like, eh, not so much." You know, season's been going pretty well. Mike McCarthy could be all right. You know, we'll see how it goes in the playoffs. This one, much yeah. more aggressive on your behalf.
3: It all. It's what? What do you expect? Um, you know, I, I think about this with regard. You know, to my kids, right? I've got them uh, this year. On um, it'll be the first Christmas morning that I have them uh, solo. So there's a little bit, divorced parent, I'm being real, like you're kind of competing against against the other parent. Make sure that they have a good, a good Christmas. We're going go to go big. The things that they want on their list, right? So they're like, dad, I want an electric scooter. I want this. I want that. We want cameos from Gary Streisand. <laughs> uh, from Uncle Gary? From <laughs> Uncle Gare bear um, So so it's if your kid goes into it with a certain level of expectation and they fall short, that's one thing. If they go into it thinking... All I'm gonna get is electric scooter a scooter rather and they don't know about the papa shot machine in the basement uh they're not listening um <laughs> you know what I mean like like that's that's what this is Dallas had no reasonable expectation of the division and haven't for months Miami, it's we're in the combo for the one seat. Our expectations yeah. are the Mercedes Benz of electric scooters, not the Costco version that they're going to get.
1: <laughs> ESPN
2: radio presented <laughs> by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1 800 Progressive and Progressive.com. You can see this going really bad for Miami down the stretch. Really bad. You go into this game against Dallas, maybe you play them very competitively, you come up on the wrong end. Fine. But then you're going to Baltimore the following week. You could go there and face an angry Ravens team that just lost to the Niners. You lose that game. Ouch. Then all of a sudden, here we are, week 18. You're hosting Buffalo, red hot division on the line. Mm-hmm. Buffalo comes in and beats you. And then you limp into the playoffs as wounded as anybody in the NFL. And I would have to imagine at that point, just get taken out immediately by whoever you're you're, you're facing. Right? You and at it. that point then, it's like... You have a lot of talks. You don't have the talks about, is Mike McDaniel the guy? Mike's the guy. You're good there. And you don't have the talks about Tua, but you have the talks about, you know, team's going to need a little toughness. Team's going to need a little smash-mouth resiliency because, like you said, the frosting tastes great, but if you don't have any of the cake, like, we're not going to see it in a deep run anytime soon.
3: Okay, if you're the Dolphins and you are the sixth seed because you have ten wins, so you're the sixth seed. You're, you you don't win the division on a tie break to, to Buffalo, let's say, or maybe even you're just flat out passed. But you're the sixth seed. You could abstent you could you could play at Kansas City. You could play at Cleveland. You could even play at Buffalo. Do you want to play any of those games on the road? You don't want to have to go back to Buffalo. Actually,
2: you know what? You might want to go back to Buffalo because if Buffalo's yeah. red hot, the last thing they're going to want is to have to deal with you again.
3: And they've already proven they can lose a home playoff yeah. game. Now Miami,
2: year. now Miami becomes that wounded animal that's got nothing to lose. Yeah. And if I'm Buffalo, I don't want them. I want someone else. I want someone who thinks they're good and they come in and you smash them. You don't want to have to get stuck dealing with Miami again. The last thing you want to do is play the same team twice in two weeks. I got no statistical basis for something like that. Yeah, Yeah. But I would have to imagine you wouldn't want that. I, I, it's a fascinating turn of events because somehow, someway, when you go through this and you, you assume that uh, if Miami doesn't win the division, they're the first wild card, Cleveland's just right there winning games. Yeah. Cleveland won't catch Baltimore. They're going to continue to stack wins. Cleveland is going to be your number one wild card team, which means Cleveland ends up on the road at the two seed, which would be what? It looks like Kansas City because they're, they're, they're their schedule's nothing down the stretch.
3: It, their schedule's nothing, and they'll probably—I mean, Buffalo could win 11 games, which is— Insane, right? If they if they if they went it out, it would be it's 11 right what we all
2: expected at the beginning of the season. circuitous route, delivered in a very different Uh-oh. package. Cleveland, yeah. I mean, oh Cleveland, hey, there's Buffalo with eleven wins. It's what we all projected. Cleveland
3: has three winnable games: a CJ Stroudless Texans team, and they got the Jets, and then the Bengals.
2: This Joe Flacco thing That's is amazing. Nuts. If Flacco's just going to guide them right into the playoffs and continue to win games, and then they get into the postseason and they start winning games, is it? What yeah. are we going to do? We're going to dump Flacco and go back to Watson next year? No,
3: oh, my God. Well, you're on the hook financially, yeah. And Flacco's not getting any younger. Come on, like this is lightning in a bottle. It'd be amazing. Who is who is Flacco? Is he is he Hostetler? Who's Flacco for a deep for a deep playoff run?
2: He's probably the Flacco from the year of the Ravens. You know? Where he was like, I'll I'll pass on your contract extension. I'm going to go win the Super Bowl with one of the greatest quarterback Super Bowl runs ever. Then I'm going to take all your money and I'm going to go right back to average Joe couple at, options.
4: At, at, who is he? Go ahead. Trent Dilfer, who filled in. Tony Banks started the season that year. The Ravens won the Super oh Bowl in God. 2000. Yeah. And then Tony they moved. Banks started that year. Great yeah. pull. I, then they, Trent Dilfer, and then they went to Elvis Gerbach in the offseason. They signed Elvis Gerbach, big free agent from, I believe, the Chiefs. University of Michigan. Uh, Northampton High School. Nick
2: Foles. No, could that's be an, Jim Miller. Sorry.
4: Nick, Nick Foles could be an option. Like when he was with the Eagles, obviously. Great run from Wentz. Foles takes over. They win the Super Bowl. Those are two options than Hostetler obviously but like yeah. I think Flacco's better than Hostetler. I but think he's mid- I think he's more in like the Trent Dilfer Tony Banks kind of is, is there ever been a mid-season pickup though? A mid-season That's pickup. That's the
2: thing. It's not like he was the backup who stepped in which yeah. is every other situation Foles, here. This Dilfer. is a guy who was at home Apparently, Ryan Clark didn't find him appealing enough to be on the TV. I'm kidding. I'm kidding before anyone oh, says anything. I was like, hold no, on. No, no, I'm kidding. missing? It's a joke. Uh, the Showtime show. Clark said that Joe Flacco had tried out for that show. The, Are you the, serious? Yeah, the one Ryan's hosting. Oh, I didn't know that. And that Flacco didn't get it. I don't know why. We were just joking. It's all just fun. No, no, no. But no. He said, hey, I'm glad he didn't get it because look at what he's doing in the NFL right now. It's it's a fascinating story. All week. All right, now, now we finally get to take the... Uh, now we're sitting back. All week, everyone has been on me about being too serious, too many sports hot, hot takes. Just I've been catching it from everywhere. Been a
3: content factory. A
2: very serious guy. God forbid I brush my teeth anywhere in the facility to look nice for TV. Yeah. That's going to come out on air. you pink eye. Christmas week. Randolph's here. We should have more fun. Next segment is for you. We're going to have a lot of fun. It's Christmas related. You're not going to want to miss it. Carlin versus Joe. Randy Scott in for Carlin ESPN Radio.
1: This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. shopify.com slash network
2: right, here we go we're not going to do any screwing around we want as much time as possible for this randy scott in for chris carlin joe Fornball, carlin versus joe espn radio we're presented by progressive insurance we're going to do a little christmas movie draft here christmas movie draft the rules are pretty simple if you've ever done any sort of draft or watched any sort of draft there's four of us myself randy scott Evan Wilner, our producer, Nick Cardi, our board op today. The four of us will be going through a snake draft, drafting Christmas movies. And then I guess maybe on social media we'll put up the results and we'll see who comes up with the best team. Uh, Wilner, you held the blind draft order earlier. What is the order for this?
4: Yeah, and this was held in front of everybody with Kevin Winter picking out of a hat. Joe Very for-
2: untrustworthy individual, by the way, to put in charge of something like that.
4: Joe Fortenbaugh, I don't know what you're talking about. Joe Fortenbaugh goes first. Nick Cardy goes second. Randy Scott third. I will go last, and I will have, I will have the first pick of the second round in the snake draft.
2: Classic snake draft. Okay. So here we go. I have the first pick. Uh, there's probably going to be a lot of controversy with a lot of these picks. Let's all try to be gentlemen about everything here. It is the holiday season. You, there is room for pushback, but let's not tear anything down.
4: There are FCC violations still also, so let's be professional there.
2: Yeah, we're going to be in regards to what? Like swearing? Yes. Yeah, we're not going to swear. I got talked to about that recently and regarding something else I think we all know. (laughs) We're all going to move forward in an appropriate manner. Okay, first pick in the draft. Uh, Whether you agree with this or not, I don't Care. I have two young kids. They love this movie. It's on all the time, and you know what? It sucks me in almost every time. Home Alone's the number one pick in the Christmas draft. I just can't get enough of it. It's if, if it was on. There are movies my kids watch over and over and over again, and they will drive me insane. Certain TV shows, anyone familiar with Blippy? Anyone with oh Young Kids with Blippy? Yes. Blippi drove me nuts. Now, very successful in what he does. I'm not knocking him. Blippy drove me nuts, though. There's a lot of the stuff that drives me nuts. Home Alone is on nonstop, and I don't mind it at all. I'm doing it for the kids. Home Alone is the number one pick in the draft. All right, that would mean I'm up. Cardi, you're up. You're yep. up. How old are you, by the way, so the people have an idea? I'm 25. 25 year old, coming in here with the number two pick. A lot of pressure on your shoulder. Young GM, first draft, making yeah. big decisions here at number two.
5: So I actually didn't see this movie till I was in college. I had no interest in it before, and I cry every time I watch it. It's currently my phone background, and it's a wonderful life. Uh, I think it's wow. I think it's just pinnacle. Christmas spirit yeah. and it's a good the one. important things in life.
3: Can't check my house, Mr.
2: Potter. It's my house.
3: Ah, oh, that's my Jimmy Stewart. It's a very limited Jimmy Stewart. That was um, very good. Very it was. Good. And, that was solid. And, and
2: Cardi, that that didn't really see that coming there. Yeah, yeah. Cardi's obviously playing the, uh, for all the females <laughs> listening out there, they're just like, wow, who's this 25-year-old it. with taste and sophistication? I can assure um, you, ladies, it's not the case. I'm
3: not going to overthink this. Thank you very much for asking. I'm drafting third. My name's Randy Scott. I'm a little bit older, <laughs> a
2: little bit older
3: than 25. I
2: have you pegged for a movie here that if you don't take it, I am going to be wildly disappointed. This movie screams Randolph Scott. I'm sure we all know what it is.
3: Can't see the line, can you, Russ? Christmas vacation. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Christmas vacation stops me in my tracks
3: every time I come across it. I will redownload it. I feel like I pay for this movie on streaming every year in some different... Way I pay a different platform for this movie, You're I own it. You're spending money on this every year. I <laughs> want to own this like four different ways. Um, so Christmas Vacation is my first round pick.
2: Fantastic. And Evan pitched earlier in the week, he said, When Randy's on with us later in the week, Randy likes to have fun. Like, I know Randy, Randy <laughs> seems like a fun guy. He goes, We're gonna do some Christmas related stuff. I said, That's a great idea. I had you pegged for that. I'm glad you delivered. Very on brand. Wilder, right. now you have two in a yeah. row here.
4: Also, Christmas Vacation available on Disney Plus and Hulu. I just want to throw that out there if Randy's nice. trying to buy and it. And there yes. we go yep. with
2: the corporate pitch. Yep. All right. Uh, Wouldn't be Christmas without the corporations yep. getting involved.
4: Uh, all right. I have two picks. I'm going to go with Elf, one of the funniest Christmas movies. It's great. Will Ferrell's excellent in it. That's my first pick. And my second pick, I love the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. I think it's great. I think it's a great like show of like how people lost faith in Christmas and lost faith In Santa Claus and getting it back. So I love the Santa Claus, so I'm going with the Elf and the Santa Claus, my two picks. That's
3: a decent foundation. Decent foundation. Yours can't drive, your list can't drive or vote. It's a kid's list. It's a child's list.
2: But it's a good list. It's a good list. Get him, Randy. I was gonna say (laughs) neither of those were even on my board. I'm okay with those. Oh, they're on my board. Okay. Those are on your board? They're on my board, but all right. Randolph. Mm -hmm. Elf Elf, very popular. Oh, it's my pick. It's my pick. Oh, yeah, oh, that's oh, the whole, hey, Randolph, oh, and then stop t- oh. I stop
3: talking. All right, all right, all right. Um, Welcome to radio. Man, I'm, I am I have already have a comedy. Do I go serious? Do I go serious? Because I have...
2: You want to round it out? You want to show the people that you're diverse? I love
3: this. All right, listen. Hey, you pandered earlier. I'm going to pander, Nick, as well. Love Actually. I, I watch Love uh, Actually, actually that's every year. It's a great choice, Randy. Every year, love I love actually. it. I love this movie. I think Hugh Grant at his uh, most delightful Hugh Grantist. And uh, I like the sneaky jokes that they – like, every year, there are jokes that can't happen now. Oh, and the Joni Mitchell uh, both sides now scene with uh, Emma – Emma, I want to say Emma Watson. It's not Emma Watson. Emma Thompson, when she finds out that Snape is cheating on her. Oh, my God. Snape. Oh, my God. When she finds out that the bad guy from Die Hard is cheating on her, she like, sings Kruber. Joni Mitchell, and she's like pulls her <laughs> eyelids out to keep the tears in, and then she's like, okay, to the kids, like, we've got to go. Yeah. Oh. Right, okay,
2: X- Christmas Vacation and Love Actually. Love Actually. Randolph. A lot going on there. <laughs> a lot going this on. This is a troll right here with the... with the, uh, All right, so where are we at? Cardi? Yeah. All right, uh, Cardi. You, you opened with It's a Wonderful Life. It's going to be interesting to see how you round this one we out. We only go up.
5: Uh, my second favorite one, none of you picked it because none of you have class. Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. He is... Yeah, you can have it. Unbe- okay, enough. He's unbelievably funny in it, and I think to my generation, it's probably the best Christmas movie. My generation. You see okay. that? Okay. That was was an age joke. That's
2: that's ageism, and you should be expecting to hear from HR later today. All right, so it's uh, back to the top of the board here. Uh, No one's got this on their board. I'm going to – in the risk of – I've talked about this at some point earlier this week. I don't want Wilner stealing it in case he was actually paying attention to what I had to say. I love this movie. I watch this movie every Christmas. I cry during this movie. It is not meant to be a movie that involves any tears whatsoever. None. It is going to be bizarre to literally everyone who hears it. There's no one on earth that agrees with me at all on this. The movie is called Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds That's on and my list. Amy Smart. It's on my list. I love that movie. Such I would movie. have drafted it number one overall if I thought it would have been gone by the time it came back up. I love going home to New Jersey. He gets snowed in. Where he sees you? the family. He reconnects with Amy Smart. Uh, Chris Klein plays a fantastic role as the bad guy. Dusty. Dusty yeah. He's Jersey. He skis in his jeans. Yes. You're Hollywood. <laughs>
3: when do you cry at this movie?
2: I just cry with the reconnection at the end where like they figure it out. Yeah. He comes back into the bar and he mm. sees her and he just kind of slumps his shoulders yeah. and they have the whole reconnection. Right. No, we don't have to pick it up. We don't have to pick it up. <laughs> I like this movie. I'm having an emotional moment. All right. So I'm going to go with that when I cry. That was in. on my list, dude. Uh, and then I'm, mm. I'm actually going to do it. Whether you agree or not, I don't care. Die Hard. I want Die Hard yeah. to round out. I yeah. want Home Alone. I want Die Hard and I want Just Friends. That's a wonderful day for me. All and right. you can go have a wonderful life. I'm going to have a wonderful day. Cardi.
5: Uh, just Friends is in a Christmas movie, but I'll move on. Yes, polar Express. Is. I'll yes, take. it is. It's all
3: polar about Express. Christmas. We're, this is generation. Uh, I'll, I'll take the Polar Express. Here. Polar Express, that's not a Christmas Tom movie. Hanks. That's a
2: train movie. That's a train movie. Sorry, it doesn't count. Santa's in it. It's a Polar
3: Express, but Santa's in Just Friends as well. So. Yeah. They go to the North Pole. All right. So so Jersey. What? It's they just a Jersey. geographical location. Right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Thank you very much. I'm going to go now. Uh, I'm going to take Love Actually off the list. All right. This is a, it's, I feel like I'm safe to pick another movie before we come back. I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to do Bad Santa. Okay. Bad Santa. Get a little humor in there. I got a there. couple, I got a couple comedies here. Billy Bob Thornton's tremendous. Shout out. Bernie Mac, RIP. John Ritter yeah. is in this movie, RIP. Um. It'll be a funny Christmas in this. It's Scott a funny household. Christmas. A lot and of the fun. Man, the last two picks, we we're going to bring it down. I'm going to okay. tell you that right now. Go ahead. All right.
4: All Evan, right. you got two here. Yeah, I got two. Uh, I'm going to go. I think mine's very recent, like 94 at the Santa Claus. These two, first two movies are in my lifetime. So I'm going to go with one that's not. I love A Christmas Story. I know people think it's overdone. It's you overplayed because it's on. I uh, think Randy's
2: about to do it. You just lost the draft, my Yeah.
4: Guy. I, Randy's. there's one the that draft. Randy
2: said is so super overrated, and I had a feeling. Yeah, I don't that. think it is. I think it's great. <laughs> I love
4: watching it every time it's on. Every time he's going to say fudge, I think he's actually going to say the word on TNT, and then he doesn't. <laughs> Uh, I love A Christmas Story. I'm taking it with my third-round pick. All right. And with my fourth pick, uh, I'm going to go with Four Christmases. Oh, that's good. That's good. Good My wife's mom is as old school as it gets. And she loves Four Christmases. The first time I saw it was the first Christmas I spent with my in-laws. I just started dating my now wife. Yeah. And there is a scene that is so inappropriate to watch with you guys. And I had to watch it with my mother-in-law. Yeah. And my God, I don't think I've ever been more embarrassed (laughs) in my entire (laughs) life. I'm not going to bring up the scene. Go watch it. It's with Mary Steenburgen. It's with Vince Vaughn. This one scene is just so inappropriate. So those are mine. Let me ask you a question.
2: Why is it when I want to elaborate on one, you tell me to speak? It up, but when you want to elaborate shouts. on one, we all just clear the, the Lido deck. Clear the Lido deck, ladies and gentlemen. You picked up on that. Evan wants to speak.
4: Just uh, we say. can rip
2: through a few more here. Yep. Randolph,
3: uh, I'm going to go. All right, I'm going to get sad here. Uh, has anybody seen Family Stone? No, buddy. Family Stone. Family
4: Stone. Yeah, solid one. Stone. Good movie.
3: Matriarch dies of cancer. Uh that hits home for too many people I think this time of year. It's yeah. just it's an ensemble cast. Luke Wilson's amazing. Craig T. Nelson is in it. He's incredible.
2: It's Coach. just a great cast. It's amazing.
5: Cardi uh Charlie Brown Christmas, nice iconic. Uh not too long either. It's all-timer.
2: Round it out with uh Nightmare Before Christmas and Lethal Weapon. Might as well get that in there. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Get All it right. in there. Little animation. Little animation. I have no animation in the um Oh, okay. In, You're in, diversifying
3: the, the portfolio a little bit.
2: Okay.
5: Yeah. All, all right. right. Coming back to Cardi, wrap it up. Uh, love a young Sandra Bullock. Uh, while you were uh, yeah, yeah, while, while you, you were sleeping. sleeping. That's
2: Good a job. Christmas movie. Wow, Cardi yeah. showing some diversity here. While you were sleeping, is a Christmas movie. Big upset. He yep.
3: like hit by a train. Right. Yes, he does. train and she pretends, That's more a train movie yeah. than
2: Polar Express. Uh, last sad. one. How many trains you got in your uh, last, situation here, Cardi? Last one for me. A Thank lot.
3: you for asking. Uh, all right. Has anybody seen The Family Man? the family man 2000 that was my pick yeah a, not anymore it's not what a great pick uh not anymore so this is nick cage it is tay Leone at her tay leoniist <laughs> uh, Jeremy Piven is in this. It's also set in Jersey. Piven. It's set in Jersey. Uh Jersey's the home of Christmas. It's very much a uh, it's very much and it's a wonderful I love life. It. It's the alternate reality. Don yeah. Cheadle plays the angel who yeah. gives him a glimpse into All you, right. What
2: part of Quickly do we not no, understand no, around here? Right, everyone yells at me for elaborating right. and then everyone else just Evan, takes the up. floor. You,
4: you had 3 hours today, all right? We this is our only segment. Well, my name is on the banner. Go ahead. What so do you got? Good. You got one more peck. It's second. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, you guys are going to laugh I'm going to go Home Alone 2 here I, I think Home Alone list. I think Home Alone and Home Alone 2 are closer than people give it credit okay. for I actually the other night just watched Home Alone 2 before I even watched Home Alone this year I like Home Alone 2, Lost in New York I'm yeah. going to go with that
3: Can I also say Office Christmas Party and The Night Before both have come out since 2015 those are worth a watch every Christmas they're, okay. they're funny movies for sure well
2: done everybody, well done indeed the uh, Detroit Pistons it's not Christmas in Detroit Carlin vs. Joe, ESPN Radio.
1: (laughs) This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
6: With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast.
0: Playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi,
2: I've been waiting all week for someone to play this. Thank you, Nick Hardy. Randy Scott, Joe Fortenball, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. I mean, I don't, you know what? Shout out to the great people of Detroit, Michigan and the surrounding suburbs and anyone else who somehow finds their way into rooting for this abomination of a basketball team that they're trotting out on a regular basis. Uh, the Pistons lost to the Jazz last night. How many in a row is that? Twenty? Is it 25. It's 25. 25 straight losses. 25. Um, that is just – I'm going to try to find something. It's obscene. It's, Losers, it's,
0: in other words.
2: Yeah. It is
0: Horrific. Losers
2: always whine about their best.
3: Uh, they, <laughs> Can't finish I, that one. I feel for Monty. I feel for Monty Williams. I obviously feel for the fan base. And I feel for Monty Williams because his name is being thrown out there as, hey, get him get him out. Get him gone. He just got a it's monster not, contract. It's not working. I know. I know. But how do you argue with 25 in the loss column and two in the win column? And they were two and one. Two and one. So they I opened guess two, and two and one. Two, so, so I guess they're two and 26. Sorry. They're two and 26 right now.
2: So... If you're not with us, and I don't blame you if you're not up on this story, the Pistons last night, they're a national story today, not just because they lost 25 in a row. Last night, you're not going to get an easier situation than the one they got. They're at home. They're hosting the Utah Jazz. Now, the Pistons hadn't played since Monday. So they're off Tuesday. They're off Wednesday. They're hosting a game on Thursday. They should be nice and rested, ready to go win a basketball game. Utah, on the other hand, was playing their fourth game in six nights. They were playing their second half of a back-to-back, meaning they had just played Wednesday night, and they were in their fifth different city in eight nights. When you gamble like I do on this stuff, you look for these situations. Clippers were in a situation like this against OKC last night. OKC flattened them, right? They handled their business. You got a tailor-made situation for a win Oh, by the way, the Jazz sit their two best players. Laurie Markinen doesn't play. Right. Markkinen's and then on out. top of it, Utah is the worst road team in the NBA. They're two and thirteen on the road this season. They are dead last in net rating on the road. And the Pistons go out and they lose the game. They lost it close, if that means anything, but Still they lose. lost. I think two and eighty is on the table.
3: You think 2-80s? You think they don't win the rest of the, of the season?
2: So everyone keeps looking at me like I'm crazy when I say this. After what happened last night, explain to me where they are going to find a win.
3: I, I, do, won't there be it another sounds nuts. Won't there be another scheduling quirk where they catch somebody on a back-to-back, they catch somebody, you know, third game in four nights or whatever it is, sure. multi-cities, multi-time zones, somebody who's out in injury, you know? Like this, this shooting star... That we saw last night, no Larry Markkinen, no Jordan Clarkson, <laughs> I mean, no Keontae, George, no Taylor, and Horton Tucker. That situation will present itself in another team at some point the rest of the season. I'm not saying that they'll even triple their win total, but I, they'll get to five wins. They'll win five games.
2: You can bet, you could actually, as of yesterday, I don't know if this exists anymore, you could bet under nine wins, and it was six to one.
3: I would, I would bet under nine
2: wins. Have I'm, seen be- I'm almost betting zero wins. I'm almost betting two total zero the rest of the way. I, the fact that they're going to win eight more games to blow me out of the water on that I bet. Don't see it. Two and 26. We've got the Wizards right above them at five and 22. You got the Hornets who keep drafting top picks. They're seven and 19. You go to the West, San Antonio, four and 23, Portland, seven and 20. What are we doing out here?
3: I feel for Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham is is the truth. He had twenty eight points, ten dimes, three straight twenty five point games, uh, but that's not the streak that we're talking about. I mean, with them let's see here, a minimum of fifty games, the Pistons would have the worst regular worst record in a calendar year in NBA history, uh, and they're at twenty. Okay, so if they lose two more games, they break the Sixers' record. Of most consecutive losses within a season, and that was the trust, the process. Six, they were trying to lose. Yeah, glad so they, we glad we Pistons, got that one in there. The Philadelphia always, Philadelphia always finds a way. The Pistons are not trying to lose. That I was don't the think team so. Trying I mean, to lose.
2: When, did anyone tell them when Banyama was drafted last year? Like that, that draft already happened. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Their what, point <laughs> differential is minus eleven point seven, which oh. means they are being outscored on average by eleven point seven points per game.
3: I'm trying to look for one of these runs in our lifetime. The '88 Miami Miami Heat, the twenty okay, 2012 Bobcats were 14 and 80 in a calendar year. They don't even exist anymore. They don't exist. They were named after the owner. The owner was like, "My name's Bob. We're going to be called the Bobcats." Get out of here. Is I'm that gonna, what that was, buddy? I will find that for I, you. No, I'll take your word. I'm, I would Robert, like to believe. Robert I can Johnson take your word. Na- nailed it. Yep, Charlotte Bobcats named after Bob.
2: Hard to believe that that, that one didn't work out. <laughs> when, when that's your game plan, we're going to name the team after the owner? He, rumor has Think it, about what you think of yourself there. Then, that's, that's something I would want to do.
3: Then owner Bob Johnson named the team after himself, thus stealing the thunder for the expansion Charlotte Bobcats, whose original owner was named Bob, hence Bobcats.
2: No big deal. Striking a win for Bob's no everywhere.
3: Big deal. I'll say this. Detroit is... One of the last truly great sports cities in this country. That's why I feel so level. bad for them. I feel bad for them as well. But the Lions are a deodorant, let's say, right to the losing a stink of that city. Red Wings are young and fun to watch.
2: You know the Tigers. Red Wings also, also, also delivered quite a bit for a very long time there. So if yeah. they have their lulls, yeah. that that's one of those. It's okay. Tigers also play sports. I mean, there's T- you know, there's <laughs> Tigers some good, are a team. The Tigers yeah. are a squadron. They're Michigan um, fans there as well, Michigan, and they're in the semifinal. Yeah. But we're talking pro sports here. It's that just. I, we feel for you. This is a just a you know a, a Christmas showing of love to Pistons fans everywhere. Nobody deserves this. No. Nobody deserves this. People showed up for that game last night. You thought you were going to see a win. There's probably a kid somewhere that was his first ever game. <laughs> that's his game, and they're going to say at the kid,
3: "Why am I laughing at the kid?" No, you're laughing' I am. I know. I'm sorry.
2: I'm like there's a the kid situation. there, and he maybe he came away feeling pretty good about things. Christmas is right around the corner, but that's just that's just an embarrassment. <laughs> Speaking of embarrassing. <laughs> it's Friday. It's the final segment. We know what this one's all about. Randy, you're in for a real treat. What are treat. we doing? You're in for a real treat. Right. It's Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio.
1: This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
2: Robert Half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half.
0: Must be 21-plus plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See
1: app for details. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert.
2: Pizza, pizza. Off next week, so I'm going to rip off a few that are down the line number one we're going to take missouri on the money line over ohio state in the goodyear cotton bowl classic friday december 29th 8 p.m on espn missouri's excited to be here they had a great season i think they're going to want to play in this game they're going to want to win ohio state's got some transfers they were playing for a national championship at the very least the playoff i don't really think they care about this game we'll take missouri on the money line which is even money in the goodyear cotton bowl classic number two in the 1st semifinal. Alabama on the money line, plus 105 over Michigan. Uh, That's the Rose Bowl, Monday, January 1st, 5 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. I think Michigan's good, and it's on ESPN Radio as well. National semifinal. Uh, I don't think Michigan's as good as everyone thinks they are. I've said it. They had one good win over Ohio State. It's a good win. It's a close game. It's nicely done. But I didn't see you really play anybody else. And I think this is a monster step up in class. And Saban's got a month to get ready. And then in semifinal number two, we've got the All-State Sugar Bowl, January 1st, 8.45 p.m. It's on ESPN and ESPN Radio as well. Over 63 and a half total points. I think Texas and Washington light it up.
1: The bigger the parlay. Show me the money! The more it will pay. Big money. Very big money. It's time to head into the control room for this week's Producer Parlay.
2: So here's how it works. We front the cash for an eight-leg parlay, the eight legs of which are filled out by the producers on eight different radio shows around this very network. If the parlay hits, they get to split up the cash amongst themselves. If the parlay loses... I eat the cash, Randolph Scott. Okay. Seems simple enough, right? Okay, yeah. All right, so we're going to assess the picks, and we're going to begin with the opening four. Now, since we switched up a little bit this week, Evan, are you giving me the first four, or is Cardi giving me the first four? You're going to go first, Evan? All right, Evan's up first. Give us the first four picks in this week's producer parlay.
4: Yeah, a lot of sides here. So we'll start with unsportsmanlike going Jags plus two and a half against the Bucks. Greeney going Packers minus five against the Panthers. And Carlton versus Joe, this is Handman's pick going Colts plus two and a half at the Falcons. And then Freddie and Harry is going to go Brock Purdy over 252 and a half pass yards. This is Monday night. So if this is 7-0 and going into Monday, we have something on the line Monday night.
2: Who was it last week that took the Stafford under passing yards and I mocked them and it hit? And that's from Freddie and Harry, right? And Devin makes this pick as well? Good pick by Devin. I don't have anything negative to say. I
4: mocked that pick last week, and I think it was one of the only winners. What did you think (laughs) of Handman's pick last week when he went – uh, Saturday night, Kobe Covington, he lost, and the parlay was dead Monday, Sunday morning. Doesn't surprise me. I had Leon Edwards, and all he does is bet against me in UFC. But then he asked me to send him the Excel sheet I have of
2: all the handicappers of the picks I'm using, so I send it to him, he demands it, he gets it, and then he bets against me. So good. I'm, I'm sorry it didn't work out for all of you. I'm glad it didn't work out for him because I was on Edwards. All right, so to assess some of those others, you see him. Any thoughts on any of the picks in there? Jags plus 2.5 is an interesting one. Lawrence in the concussion protocol. Uh, but Lawrence was back. Was he back at practice today? Could end up being a good pick. I feel like that
3: could be a good pick. Um, actually, remotes. Uh, Jordan Addison over four and oh, a half. Oh, we haven't gotten those four yet. My
2: fault. Clearly, Randolph not paying attention, ready for the weekend. I That's was just okay. looking at the list. <laughs> First the four
3: entirety of the list were the ones we did. Right. Now, Nick
4: Cardi's going to give us the next four. My bad. Real quick, Lawrence <laughs> back at practice today, still in protocol, though. Still okay. in protocol. That to me
3: feels like he's going to play. They need him to play. So, I of those four, Jags. Plus two and a half. That's- what
2: an assessment, right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, he's he's still in the program. I feel like he's going to
3: play. I think, I think he's going to pick. I think <laughs> he's going <laughs> to some tussing on Get it. Get out yeah. there.
2: We need you. All
5: right, Cardi, what do you got? All right, Amber and Ian's going to go with Baker Mayfield over one and a half touchdown passes. They take on the Jags, as we mentioned. Game night, this is actually my pick. Boston Scott score a touchdown only because they're playing the New York Giants. Remotes is taking Jordan, Jordan Addison over four and a half receptions, plus 135. And the Paul Feinbaum show is taking Mike Evans over 55 receiving yards.
2: Okay, a couple key notes here. Hmm. You taking Boston Scott to score a TD, um, you clearly are a self-loathing Giants fan, well aware of Boston Scott scoring touchdowns against your squad.
5: I wanted to take Giants on the money line. They, uh, they talked me out of that one. Good odds on it, though. Plus 500. Talked you out of it. It's your pick. On the money line? You got to believe, Randy. You know, these bozos, are, you know, these
2: bozos are wrong every week. You don't listen to them. Also, now, this is... This is why you guys never win. Because one person is betting over Baker Mayfield touchdown passes and someone else is betting on the Jags. If Baker Mayfield hits his, that means he's throwing lots of touchdown passes. That hurts the Jags bet. Those two are not correlated. Did anyone even think to look at that before they yelled at Cardi for trying to play the Giants on the money line? <laughs> no. Randall no, thoughts.
3: I did uh, Okay, Addison. Addison over four and a half. Nick Mullins and Addison, obviously they have a connection either from training camp sort of second-team reps, right, as Kirk Cousins was throwing to Justin Jefferson. I think another week with Justin Jefferson, yeah, he's going to get his targets, but uh, Addison jumped up a notch last week against Cincinnati, and, and it wasn't just because Jefferson was nicked up. There's a chance Jefferson gets nicked up again, but even without it, I like the fact that Nick Mullins looks at Addison, and I think over four-and-a-half against Detroit. I mean, you're going to get the Detroit in the secondary. I think it's a higher-scoring game, so I think uh, there's plenty of uh, plenty of passing to go around.
4: What does this pay? Twenty bucks pays what if this hits? Eight thousand sixty-three dollars and thirty two cents. What? Where's the where's the plus money put that pick that put it? What's the Boston
2: Scott pick? Plus three
3: thirty. Yeah, bad. That
2: was enough to get this to eight K? This thing's always like three K. You picked a bunch of sides.
3: Addison is plus one hundred thirty five, I think, one hundred forty, something like that.
2: Something stinks. There's here. an alt there's an alt oh the Mayfield. Something stinks. Mayfield over
3: one and a half here. is probably a plus. That's probably a plus. All right. I'll take you all at your word
2: for it. The Boston Scott one, 8,000. 20 to 8,000? No. No way. This 000, thing is, no, this no thing is never... Higher than, like, 3,900. 20? And the Jags is a simple minus 110. Packers is minus 110. Colts minus 110. I don't know what Purdy is. I can't imagine the passing yardage prop is heavily juiced. No. Baker Mayfield over TVD passes could be plus money. Boston Scott for sure. Jordan Addison can't be nuts. Mike Evans can't be nuts.
4: It's because it same game parlays one of them as plus 485. What's the plus four eighty-five? Jags plus two and a half, Baker over one and a half, and Mike Evans over fifty-five and a half. So that together is a same game parlay at plus four eighty-five.
2: Does that matter? Does that does that juice it that much? I don't understand what's happening here. What is That's the That's incredible. How how did how did you wedge a same game parlay into this when I
4: think two weeks ago we talked about that same thing and we ruled that out? No, that was different. <laughs> that was one that was show. Different. One show was trying to make their pick a same game, uh, a same game parlay. So
2: this thing got juiced because you picked three from the same game, yes, and because one of them is in direct conflict with the other two, maybe. Well, yeah, because if but Mayfield the, and Evans are going to play well, that's going to hurt the, the Jags. But the Jags
4: secondary has been terrible, so they could give up one and a half t- passing touchdowns and still win. They've been doing it all season. I know,
2: but this is what the sports book wants you to do. They want you to go ahead and bet things that are at direct contrast with one another. That's what like, hey, I'm going to bet the Eagles to win and Jalen Hurts to throw ten interceptions. That's going to be one million to one. Because how are the Eagles going to win if Jalen Hurts throws a
4: million, a ten interceptions? Because
5: they're playing the Giants. And yeah,
2: big blue, here we go, big blue.
4: Where'd you come up with 10 interceptions? 10, 20. That might be an NFL record. Yeah. Yeah. But
2: again, that's why you get really good odds on that.
4: Very rare. A guy throws 10 interceptions. and They still win the
2: game. (laughs) Carlin versus Joe ESPN radio presented by progressive insurance. A lot of action here. Rose bowl game presented by Prudential number four, Bama number one, Michigan. That's 5. P.M. Eastern ESPN and ESPN radio. That's Jan one. After that, all State Sugar Bowl, number three Texas, number two Washington, eight forty five p.m. Eastern, ESPN and ESPN Radio. It's been fun working with you, Randolph. I know it's been a good couple of
3: days. Any, uh so you're are you working tomorrow and Sunday? Working tomorrow and Sunday? Yeah. So what's that day before Christmas and the, or day before Christmas Eve and then Christmas Eve? I I gotta go to Target one more time. Oh boy. Yeah, I went last night. It was a bit of there was a Hunger Games vibe. Yeah. I don't know that I would go back to the same Target. I wonder if I can go to a different Target that's going to be less, you know, less Lord of the
2: Flies. I think that that. Is an optimistic approach? I don't know if it's a realistic approach. Oh my God,
3: I, I got all the stocking stuff, I got all the presents, all this stuff. What you have to do uh, to keep the you know f- uh, familial thing going. I, my kids are my kids are 10, nine and six, so you got to get Christmas presents for mom from yeah. them, right and then they wrap them and all that stuff and you kind of keep that going So that's my Rubicon. That's what I have to go do is get one coffee mug that my youngest wants to get, my ex-wife, and I can only assume she has like 50. Coffee okay. <laughs> So we're gonna add to that collection, and you know I I don't, don't want to go to Target I and I love Target if what? Target if you're listening I love you. Is but it I just because you waited late with yeah, the ordering? Like absolutely. we just can't
2: can we? Why are we out on the? Why are we still on the streets buying gifts? It took
3: forever. It took forever to get a, an answer from the kids. That's what it was. too. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's on them. Yeah,
2: that's on them. Yeah. All right. Well, Merry Christmas to all. To have a gr- to all a good night. That's how you. That's how you close out the year. Nailed I'm it. not gonna say another word. Nailed it. Whatever.
1: Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast.